Yo, where you at, G? I'm on G. Boloa. Ue to G. Yo, G. Ugubi. Hey, G. Ue, hey. I'm in the studio. Studio. Welcome to Amp Stories Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. This episode is definitely sponsored by Tap Tap Send, so make sure you download the app and send your money where it needs to be sent. But now that we're back in the show, I want to talk about how I was in New York. And it's so funny the way I say New York just now. It sounds like my my nephew. He likes pronouncing it the way it's actually spelled, New York. <laughs> but I was in New York and I was tasked to go send something to my sister at the post office. Me and my dad went to the post office. There was a bunch of people there and a whole lot was going on. Multiple things was happening all at the same time. I saw that there was this one auntie. She was talking to a staff member and trying to get a pass sent overseas. But the problem here was the staff was telling her, oh, you need to fill out a custom form. And she's like, okay, I can fill it out. But I mean, I can't really fill it out because, you know, I might have some difficulties filling that out. But what exactly do you want me to write on the, the form? And the lady was telling her, oh, you just need to write whatever's in the box and quantify it and all that stuff. And she's like, okay, okay, like I'm going to try or I'm just going to look for someone to do it for me. So as I'm standing in line and I'm looking around, man, there's no way that's going to help her. So I just stepped up to the to the stand and I was like, okay, how can I help? I'm saying the stand as if I was in court, but I stepped up to the window and I asked her, how can I help? And she was like, USPS lady was telling me, oh, tell her that she needs to write what's in the box. And obviously looking at the lady, she definitely just said she cannot write in English. So I was just asking her, hey, what's in the box so I can write it? And she told me what is what's in it. So I started writing it and everything for her. And then once I was done, the staff lady was like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, this is great. The auntie was looking at me and was just so happy. Like the gratitude was endless. She just kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm just like, oh, it's not a, you know, it's not a big deal. Like it's, it's okay. No problem. So I about to take a step back. Then I realized the auntie started tearing and I was like, wait, what's actually happening? So you know, it could be a little awkward, but I didn't make it awkward allowing her to, you know, express how she's feeling. If she wants to cry, she wants to cry. I mean, in the moment, I'm sure she was overwhelmed by the difficulty of trying to write whatever was in the box on the paper. That She already said she cannot speak English, so I'm sure she was just kind of overwhelmed that I volunteered to help her, especially not knowing her. And so I see her grab a, t- a napkin and she's wiping her tears, but I didn't want to make it a big deal either. I wasn't going to be like, oh, like, are you okay? No, no. Can't do that. She's having her moment and she's trying to hide it. And so I was letting her have her moment. In my head, I was just like, wow, like it really be the little things that can get people going. You really don't know how hard it is for someone to do something. And then when you offer to do it for them, it's just like, dang, I had wasn't even going to ask you and you and you volunteered to do it for me. It's just, I'm sure she was just overwhelmed by the support that I gave her. And I was just like, wow, you really don't know what people be going through. Like this might be a simple situation here, but in other cases, if you meet someone and they need help with something or a specific thing, and if you can do it, it's an opportunity for you to help. Yeah. This is a moment. It's a moment that I guess I can share with the auntie, even though I don't know her, just being able to, to help her was a nice gesture and she felt it. And so I was like, wow, okay. You know, 
at the moment, of course, I didn't know what to do, but I took a step back and let her have her moment. And she was talking to the, the USPS lady and they figured it out and she was able to get everything settled. And so all I'm saying is that just be nice, be nice, help people out. That's what life is about, impacting other people, because you never know what someone's going through and how you can help them. All right. That's just a little story time for gratitude. <laughs> or better yet, that's just a little story time about being what what can what can we say? A good Samaritan. Right? Just another lesson. But anyways, we're gonna get into the mix. Let's do it. DJ First Lady in the mix. <laughs> Flip the music. It's like something, something doing me bottle, bottle, yeah. Are you looking, looking for me? I just want to say 
So I don't think I told a lot of people about how I started DJing. And so that's what I'm about to tell y'all. I mean, why not, right? I went to Syracuse University, shout out to Q's. And on campus, there were a bunch of DJs and they all had their own niche and things like that. Campus was really, I would say it's diverse for PWI. And so we had a lot of music and just good vibes overall. I was on the dance team and also on African Student Union. And so the dance team was called One World SU or SU One World. Anyways, those two organizations currently on campus are doing excellent. So shout out to them. And while we were there, I would, for One World specifically, I would mix music for our performances. Usually we would go to someone else, but I believe that person had graduated. And so like, it was my task. I became like the music coordinator to, to mix music before our dance performances. So I realized there wasn't enough motherland music on campus. And I was like, oh, this might be an opportunity to bring, you know, the nation home. <laughs> and so I had two friends, DJ Stryker at the time. He was DJing. He's a Caribbean DJ. He's really good, you know, at what he does. And so I went to DJ Stryker and I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm trying to be a DJ. What's some tips and tricks? And he said, don't worry about it. Come through and I'll teach you the one, two, one, twos. And I was like, bet, you know, thanks for opening your arms out to teach me because that's really important. You know, having people in your corner to help you out. I also had DJ Rose who will be on the podcast as well, have an episode with her. And she helped me out too, because she was starting to DJ as well at the time. Probably she was already doing it for maybe a year or two before I started. And I had her support as well to to get started. So as I started practicing, you know, I would get some homework here and there to like mix music and try to beat match and all those things. And I started getting to it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it. I think I got it. And so I did a, what is it? A fashion show. I did like a couple fashion shows. And then we threw like a random party in Q's, a house party. And that's probably one of my favorite times when we DJ. I think it was a pregame before we went to a actual party party. 
and everybody was just so hyped. I was excited too, because I'm like, whoa, I'm doing this. Like I'm actually bringing Afrobeats on campus and it's, it's lit, it's turnt. And so I kept doing that. Then of course I graduated, but you know, life hits adulthood. It is what it is. And then I moved, didn't really DJ that much. Or I didn't tell people I was a DJ, but I had one or two gigs here and there. And that was about it. I stopped DJing completely. I kind of missed doing it a lot because it's like a little piece of mine. I can just go to it and start playing a bunch of music and just enjoying how the crossfade sounds when you actually do it correctly. <laughs> it brings some type of excitement into, into the moment that I'm having DJing. But DJing has been something I picked up and now it's a, literally a part of me. And it's so crazy. I'm one of those people you go to the parties and the DJ is not mixing well. You're just looking at the DJ like, uh-uh, please do better. <laughs> do better. The people want to hear good music. But you know, that's how I started DJing. And it's now literally a part of my whole podcast routine. And so I'm really excited to share this journey with you guys on the board. Here we go.
First lady, it be you, you do all. all. to Ghana should not be a headache again. Top Top Send Out is your number one money transfer service provider used by thousands of Ghanaians living in UK, Europe, USA and Canada. It's an easy, convenient and secure way of sending money from abroad to Ghana with no fees to mobile money, ZPay wallet and bank accounts. No e-levy charge on money transfers from abroad to Ghana and your friends and family can withdraw from their bank or mobile money wallets without e-levy charge. Download Tap Tap Send app today and enjoy the convenience. For more information, visit taptapsend.com. Tap Tap Send, Papa Nono. No. 